All right, so today we'll be chatting to um, our naturopath, Stephen, about a term that's becoming very well known in the natural health community on lots of blogs and podcasts and all that kind of thing, um, known as leaky gut. So do you mind just starting off with what is leaky gut? Yeah, no worries, Jess. So, yeah, like you said, the term leaky gut is all over the internet and the blogosphere these days. Uh, it's been touted as being the cause of so many different conditions and mm-hmm. symptoms. So anything from food allergies and intolerances, behavioural disorders, chronic gut issues, inflammatory issues like arthritis, autoimmune diseases. Quite a few, yeah. Yeah, even mental health. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's definitely some merit and great clinical research to back up this idea. Uh, But I guess we first, we need to take a step back and understand exactly what this leaky gut is because the term may sound kind of (laughs) wishy-washy, Uh, but leaky gut syndrome is, in fact, it is a term used to describe what's known in the medical community as having increased intestinal permeability. Mm -hmm. So for something to be permeable means having pores or openings to allow the passage of liquids or gases. Mm -hmm. So with the gastrointestinal tract or the GIT, you know, so when just say we're sitting down to have a meal and digest our food, so we start in the mouth, chew our food, or we should be, Um, We swallow food, it travels down the esophagus, down to the stomach, where we have stomach acid and digestive juices. Uh, They're breaking down proteins and other macronutrients. Um, And then the stomach slowly empties uh, this broken down food into the small intestine. Mm -hmm. So the small intestine is a very important part of the GIT because this is where we undergo some further digestion, a breakdown of this food, mixes with all the juices and the enzymes. But more importantly, it's where we absorb all the nutrients Mm -hmm. from our food, so Mm -hmm. our vitamins and minerals Mm -hmm. from this food. So clearly understanding this about the small intestine, that it's where we absorb all the nutrients from our food, the health and integrity of our mucous membrane tissue that makes up the wall of the small intestine is clearly super important yeah. because at the end of the day, if we're not digesting our food properly, we're not absorbing the nutrients from that food, <clears throat> our cells aren't getting the building blocks they need yeah. to function optimally. That's going to cause a whole bunch of issues, yeah. Exactly. Mm. So it's kind of like the crux of it all, really. So you can have, you can have the best diet on paper, mm. You can be taking a heap of supplements, but if your digestive function is poor and your small intestinal wall Mm. is not in an optimal state, you're not absorbing anything properly, this basically leads to a range of downstream problems. Yeah. So, you know, technically we're not really what we eat. I I prefer myself to educate clients by helping them understand Mm -hmm. you are, in fact, what you digest and absorb. I think that's a really important point as well because these people are trying to do their best for their health and things like that. This can be a real roadblock. For totally. Them. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yes. Until we get in and try and discern whether you might have something like mm-hmm. leaky gut going on and mm. kind of getting and healing that. Yeah. You know, that's something really important to address. Mm. <clears throat> so healthy intestines, a healthy intestinal wall is actually naturally permeable. Mm. They need to be. You know, so they mm-hmm. selectively... Um, allow tiny particles to flow through the lining of the gut to get into the bloodstream. That's quite normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I guess the operative word here is increased mm. intestinal permeability, which basically means that what's happening is instead of selectively allowing these tiny particles to pass through the lining of the gut, 
um, larger undigested food molecules that shouldn't be mm. passing through this gut lining are getting through. Mm -hmm. So this will cause an immune system reaction. Mm -hmm. So there's something known as tight junctions in the gut. And these tight junctions are basically meant to prevent the passage of these large food particles and any toxins getting through the mm -hmm. gut wall. And this is regulated by a protein known as zonulin. Mm. Uh, but when this becomes triggered repeatedly due to poorly digested food and mm -hmm. gut inflammation, the zonulin can basically open up much larger spaces within the gut wall and these larger yep. particles get through mm. and they drive this overactive immune response. Mm -hmm. And this discovery and research was really pioneered by someone called Dr. Alessio Fasano. Mm -hmm. So anyone wanting to dive deeper into this should definitely check out his work. Mm. Mm. And yeah, so I guess this activated immune system reaction what it does is it produces antibodies in response to these perceived foreign items in the bloodstream, mm. which shouldn't be there. And this drives a systemic inflammatory response throughout the body. And it can manifest in so many different ways. Like I mentioned before, it can manifest in people as pain and inflammation, allergies and intolerances, chronic bloating, abdominal pain, cramping. It can drive mental mm. health symptoms. It's, that gut-brain connection, yeah. Yes, mm. it can drive significant inflammation in the brain. Mm -hmm. It really does have a huge effect on our overall state of health. And, yeah, it will manifest differently in different individuals because mm. mm -hmm. we're all unique and different. Yeah, different susceptibilities. The body, yeah, yeah, the body's quite mm. complex. Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, conditions we know that are directly mm. linked with intestinal permeability uh, celiac disease, mm. uh, Crohn's disease, and ulcerative colitis. Mm -hmm. So addressing the impact of intestinal permeability in these conditions is extremely mm. important. Yeah. Um, because leaky gut can also manifest in the colon or the mm -hmm. large intestine. Okay, so when someone does have leaky gut, does this also mean that gut bacteria can also pass through these if food particles are going through? Or like what kind of impact can that have? Yeah, so mm. you do see this mentioned a lot, that bacteria themselves can mm. pass through this increased mm -hmm. permeable wall and drive this inflammatory response. I think what's more commonly going on here, which isn't mentioned in too much detail, is typically in the blogosphere, mm. is there are a particular kind of bacteria in the gut known as gram-negative bacteria. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, and these bacteria produce something called lipopolysaccharide, mm -hmm. or you'll see it written as LPS for short. Mm. And LPS produced by these particular kinds of bacteria are known endotoxins. Mm -hmm. So they're toxins made within the membrane walls yep. of bacteria. So it's these LPS endotoxins mm. which these can pass through because of the presence of these gram-negative yep. bacteria mm. that have overgrown, these LPS endotoxins can pass through mm. an increased permeable gut wall. Yep. And these are huge problematic drivers yeah. of widespread inflammation due to leaky gut and triggering of mm -hmm. the immune system. Yeah. I'd say in much more serious cases, there are certainly <clears throat> instances where bacteria can translocate into the bloodstream. Mm -hmm. But it'd have um, to be pretty severe yeah, case of leaky gut, yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. And this can ultimately lead to infections elsewhere in the body. Mm -hmm. I mean, in extreme circumstances, you know, someone could develop sepsis, wow. a very serious blood infection. 
But yeah, so undigested food particles and bacterial endotoxins mm -hmm. secreted by these gram-negative bacteria, um, the LPS, are the key drivers of leaky gut, as well as potentially yep. the translocation of the bacteria mm -hmm. themselves. Yeah. Mm. Look, it sounds like it, it makes perfect sense how leaky gut can cause such issues. Mm. Um, but how do we actually get that in the first place? Like, what's going on? Mm, yeah. Great question. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was one simple cause we mm. could easily identify yeah, and eliminate. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's a very old school conventional medical approach, mm -hmm. you know, to find the one cause, eradicate it with one medication. <laughs> Uh, which is nice in theory, mm. but unfortunately, this approach will involve side effects. It's usually a band aid. Yeah. And, you know, we really want to kind mm. of address it holistically. Mm. Yeah. On a side note, is um, the medical community sort of um, they familiar with leaky gut? Do they work a lot with leaky gut, or is it more just sort of in the natural therapies realm? Yeah, mm. uh, in my experience, it depends. Mm -hmm. um, some doctors may. I mm -hmm. myself. Um, Interfer and practice with quite a few integrated yeah. medical practitioners. Yeah, so they'd be onto it, yeah. Mm. Yeah, who mm. do acknowledge the potential role mm -hmm. of something like intestinal increased intestinal mm. permeability um, mm -hmm. influencing yeah. um, particular conditions. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, some conventional doctors and gastroenterologists may completely dismiss it. Wow. Yeah, which yeah. is a shame. Mm. Um, I'm about to kind of point this out okay. and go into it, yeah. but. Um, I guess it's important to note that, yeah. um, you know, leaky gut, I wouldn't necessarily refer to it as a mm. condition. Mm -hmm. okay. I, would, I think that's where um, yeah. some physicians can get caught up in thinking it's a whole load of BS. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'd just try to look mm. at it more as a manifestation, mm -hmm. like leaky gut is more yeah. of an underlying symptom okay. that can drive a lot of Not conditions. a diagnosable condition per se. Yeah. yeah, and so a lot of mm. physicians I've met and worked mm. with kind of acknowledge mm -hmm. this okay. it's not a be all and end all no. of, it's not kind of the one cause mm. of it never is <laughs> yeah no that's it yeah. Uh, but yeah it's a bit of a mixed bag okay. in the yeah. medical world mm, but, interesting yeah but um yeah so how do we get leaky gut good question okay so there are a combination of potential underlying mm -hmm. factors basically um that can cause someone to develop leaky gut I guess yeah so it's super important to understand and enter this from a place of understanding that it's not so much a disease or a condition mm. you know this is kind of thrown mm -hmm. around out there mm -hmm. on the blogosphere everywhere yeah it's much better understood as a symptom mm -hmm. uh, that many people may develop progressively over time mm -hmm. due to a number of different factors that we'll go through yeah and if it does develop, as it is something that will occur progressively, it can cause a range of issues down the track, yeah. including food allergies and intolerances. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, let's, I'll briefly lay out the key things mm. that can lead to the development mm -hmm. of leaky That'd gut. That'd be great, yeah. So the first one is stress. Mm. So the constant activation of our inbuilt stress response mm -hmm. and the flood of hormones mm -hmm. we produce, for example, cortisol. Mm -hmm. um, cortisol, it's directly inflammatory to our gut. Mm -hmm. And because cortisol shuts down our digestive function overall, this leads to issues down the track, which are further drivers of developing leaky gut. Yeah. So chronic anxiety and unmanaged stress is a huge one. And in this category, I would definitely include insomnia or poor sleep mm -hmm. quality. 
Because put really simply, when we have a stress response, the blood flow is diverted away from our digestive organs. So we're not making hydrochloric acid, we're not making digestive enzymes mm -hmm. to break down our food. Our gut motility and bowel movements are impacted. Yeah. Because, you know, we're, we're in this state of mm -hmm. fight or flight. Mm -hmm. And in this state, uh, where we're meant to be fleeing from danger, mm -hmm. Digestion is not so important. Yeah. And I think a lot of people would notice that they their gut does respond when they are under stress. They do have changes. Oh, totally. And it can be yeah. instant or long-term, but that's definitely something that everyone does notice. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And so the downstream effects of long-term stress and elevated cortisol is poorly digested food, mm. malabsorption, gut inflammation, mm. and eventually leaky gut yeah. if it goes on the tube. Mm -hmm. So stress, number one. Uh, second is dysbiosis. So dysbiosis simply means microbial imbalance. Mm -hmm. So an imbalance of the so-called good and the bad bacteria in the gut. Mm -hmm. uh, more so in favour of the bad. Yeah, so they're outgrowing. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the bacteria in our gut all have important roles to play. Mm -hmm. But issues can start to happen when certain species grow far too much. Mm -hmm. For example, these gram-negative bacteria mm. I mentioned, which yep. produce the LPS endotoxins, and this is a huge driver of gut mm. inflammation and leaky gut. Yeah. So dysbiosis is so common yeah. these days. Mm. Honestly, I rarely work with a client doing pat kinesiology or in naturopathic consultations yeah. who doesn't have a level of dysbiosis mm. driving their issues, whether it's gut, skin, allergy intolerance, mm -hmm. sinus. Yeah. There's usually an involvement of dysbiosis. Mm. Yeah. Why yeah. is that? Like what, what's causing this um, dysbiosis to be so common these days? Yeah. Mm. So I guess, you know, because dysbiosis is so common and a key driver, we, like we have to mm. take a step back and, yeah, ask what causes dysbiosis. Mm. It's essentially these things you could also say uh, potentially causes a leaky gut. Yeah. It goes hand in hand. Yes. Yeah. So the list is quite extensive. But <laughs> I'd say the key ones yeah. are certainly antibiotic overuse, yeah. um, C-section births, mm -hmm. uh, high blood sugar levels and insulin resistance. Mm. This is kind of intricately related to cortisol and that yep. stress response. Um, having low stomach acid, Behaved which yeah, yep. typically mm. manifests as chronic bloating and mm -hmm. abdominal pain. Mm stress and insomnia, um, high protein and high fat intake in the diet. Sorry, keto lovers. <laughs> um, this is this is a potential mm. side effect of yep. such diets, which yeah. is keto, which is kind of all the rage at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, because having a high fat diet can yep. feed these gram-negative mm. bacteria. Yeah. So again, it mm. may work for some, but it may not be may ideal. May cause issues for other. Yeah. yeah. So high-protein, high-fat diets, mm -hmm. uh, refined sugar and carbohydrates, mm -hmm. combined with the lack of plants in the diet in general, yep. because these are substrates for beneficial fermentation mm. in the gut. Is there a relationship with fibre too? For sure, mm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have a lack of fibre and mm -hmm. we're not feeding our own wood bugs yep. Yep. Um, on top of having mm. processed foods and refined sugar. That yeah. just sets up the stage for yeah. dysbiosis, for mm -hmm. sure. Alcohol is a huge one. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, having existing allergies yeah. or intolerances, mm -hmm. which drive gut inflammation, yep. can lead to leaky gut. Mm. Um, poor dental hygiene and microbial imbalance in the mouth mm -hmm. is one Interesting, people yeah. may not think about. Yeah. 
Um, other medications directly influence our gut microbiome, such as non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, mm. the oral contraceptive pill, yeah. um, herbicides and pesticides, um, which are everywhere. This yep. includes glyphosate, which is used on many GMO crops. Mm. There's, uh, there's a lot of data coming out about glyphosate, yeah. Roundup being used on GMO yeah. crops, directly affecting Inside gut microflora, yeah. not mm. good. Um, Post-infective IBS, so mm. having that? Them, yeah. basically, um, typically people I meet have had an episode of gastro, mm -hmm. food poisoning, travel um, sickness, especially when traveling. Yep, yep. Um, the also typical kind of gastro episode: mm. barley belly, mm -hmm. yep. traveling in a Southeast Asian country, mm -hmm. South America. Post getting this gastro, yeah. they kind of got this post-infection. Um, it sticks around. Yeah, which yeah. is usually because mm -hmm. there is dysbiosis mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So, I mean, the list goes on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is kind of uh, core stuff. Yeah. But essentially, you know, this stressful modern lifestyle mm -hmm. <clears throat> combined with the increase of environmental toxicity in these times, yeah. combined with poor dietary choices, medication, antibiotic overuse, mm -hmm. inactivity, uh, excess alcohol, mm -hmm. a certain level of all of these factors combined yeah. will progressively contribute mm. to a level of dysbiosis. It makes sense that it's something that's becoming more and more common as well. Yeah. Of course, yeah. <clears throat> and so this combined with gut inflammation and leaky gut is something which will be the end result of yeah. all of this. Mm. So that's kind of it in a huge nutshell. Yeah. And, yeah, so I guess you can see now why I'm saying mm. it is so common these days. Like we're seeing mm -hmm. a huge increase in autoimmunity. Yeah. Food allergies and intolerances mm -hmm. are rampant in Australia. Mm -hmm. We have one of the highest rates of allergies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, babies are born in this day and age where the mother has yeah. dysbiosis. Mm -hmm. They may not have the greatest level of gut health. Yeah. These factors are passed on to their babies. Mm. Many kids are being born with levels of heavy metals and increased toxin load. On top of this, kids might have a C-section delivery yeah. birth. They may be brought up eating highly inflammatory mm. foods and processed food and formulas. It's just a bad recipe for it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Mm. And it's, it is just the perfect, exactly. Mm. It is a recipe for uh, developing mm. multiple food allergies and intolerances, yeah. eczema. Mm. Um, a lot of it really does come down to the health and integrity of our gut microbiome and yeah. our gut wall integrity. Um, so if you have multiple symptoms or conditions and conditions that you don't know where to start, one of the best pieces of advice mm. I can give is to start with the gut. Yeah. You've got to start with the gut. Um, and if you need, you know, get help from someone mm. experienced and knowledgeable in this area because yeah. it is quite overwhelming. There's a lot to address and, you know, never try and treat yourself. Just got to start with the basic. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'll also quickly mention a condition called SIBO, mm. small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, um, which can also be kind of a cause of leaky gut. Again, this can end up developing in someone after many years of these combined factors I mm -hmm. mentioned previously. I guess what is specifically happening with SIBO <clears throat> is that although bacteria do play a role in the small intestine and perform some important functions, they are predominantly meant to be found in the large intestine yeah. or the colon. Mm -hmm. So what can happen is these bacteria translocate and overgrow within mm. the small intestine. Yeah. And, and throw it this, out there, yeah. this causes mm. a whole range of issues. Yeah. Since an overgrowth of bac these bacteria um, in the small bowel 
they directly damage the mucous membrane lining oh, of the gut wall and yeah. which will eventually interleave the gut. Yeah. They produce their own other endotoxins. Mm -hmm. uh, because they damage the gut wall, we stop making our own digestive enzymes, mm. which is why a hallmark symptom of SIBO is chronic unresolved yeah. bloating. Mm -hmm. Um, so there is specialised testing and treatment to order through a naturopath if you suspect, suspect you have SIBO. Mm -hmm. um, but it needs to be treated because it will be a key driver of leaky gut yeah. for these particular individuals. Yeah. And that will need a very specific kind yeah. of treatment. Yeah. yeah. So not to your doom and gloom about the times <laughs> we're in. These are great times yeah. too. Um, although seemingly chaotic at times, but in my view... There is certainly an increased importance in ensuring our gut health mm. and our microbiome is in an optimal state, you know, that we're, that we're nourishing our gut through mm. diet and stress management yeah. and also ensuring our detoxification organs mm. are optimal, you know, so our bowels, liver, mm -hmm. gallbladder, kidneys are being nourished because although our organs are designed to naturally metabolise and detoxify yeah. toxins, whether they're internally generated or they're external mm. toxins, you know, I mean, with such an increased environmental load, yeah. processed diets, poor dietary choices, mm -hmm. chronic stress, mm -hmm. it kind of means that people, most people need some extra digestive yeah. and detoxification pathway support yeah. to prevent, you know, downstream dysbiosis mm -hmm. and leaky gut from yeah. developing. It is encouraging, I guess, that people these days are getting to know about gut health more. I think totally. as well, like the rise of bone broth and kombucha and all those kind of fermented <clears> foods, <throat> is it's on the right track. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm. And I mean, you know, it's why we're seeing such an increase in demand for naturopathic yeah. and complementary medicine, true. integrative yeah. medicine, mm. nutritional People are taking medicine. it into their own hands, yeah. Of course, mm. like it really is the key mm. yeah. to, on a physical level, it yeah. really is the key to mm. outstanding health. Yeah. yeah. So when it comes to treatment options, um, what basically what options are there for leaky gut? How do you get this under control? Yeah, so like mm -hmm. like any holistic approach to health, a treatment plan for leaky gut will differ from person to person. But in general, there are a few factors to address across the board. So I guess removing any major exacerbating factors, mm -hmm. you know, you've got to remove what's kind of clearly driving yeah. the thing. So this means looking at your diet and lifestyle and modifying it in a way that is in line with feeding a healthy gut microbiome. Yeah. So this involves cleaning up the diet, removing highly inflammatory foods, so processed vegetable oils mm -hmm. and margarine, yeah. refined sugars and carbs, excessive alcohol, processed deli meats, mm -hmm. excessive dairy, um, reducing pesticide exposure, so washing all your mm. fresh produce. Mm -hmm. um, I personally soak all my fruit and veg in the sink, kitchen mm -hmm. sink with apple cider vinegar for 10 good one. minutes. Yeah. yeah, kind of gets off all pesticide residue yep. Yep. really well. Um, learning how to take care of your adrenals and manage yeah. stress is super important. Mm. So looking at sleep hygiene, um, some sort of breathwork practice, mm -hmm. getting outdoors, getting your feet on the earth. Meditation, daily, yeah. yeah. Daily mm -hmm. sun exposure. Whatever works to relieve your stress. I guess everyone's different. Yeah, yeah. Mm. you know, all the stuff we know we should be doing, but we don't because <laughs> yes. we project that we're too busy or we don't link the value of these things with yeah. gut health or mm. our overall health. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I kind of, I was saying to the client the other day, mm. it doesn't matter what you come in for or what to help with, mm -hmm. three kind of key things to be looking at for anything. And mm. leaky gut is in here is stress, sleep, and gut. Yeah. Got to sort yep. out your stress, got to sort mm. out your sleep. Otherwise, you're just backpedaling. Exactly. Yeah. They are foundations. Mm -hmm. They really are. 
So a clinical naturopath can help you navigate mm. chronic fatigue, stress and anxiety with herbal and nutritional adrenal yeah. support. It's honestly an absolute lifesaver um, and game changer mm. for stress support because, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately we cannot always have the perfect environment or schedule. Yeah. Um, so adrenal support can help yeah. reduce the effects. I think it comes stress. to the way we live life now as well that we're chronically adrenal fatigue yeah right? it's just such a common thing now so yeah, yeah mm. fast-paced environment yeah you know um yeah yeah, yeah. busy times mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i guess these are very foundational things mm-hmm. uh, but to treat leaky gut more specifically from a naturopathic and a holistic and a functional medicine perspective yeah we would be helping clients not only with what I just mentioned, but also recommending very specific prebiotic and probiotic dietary strategies mm-hmm. that are in line with feeding a healthy gut microbiome. Mm-hmm. And whilst using, also using different herbal medicines and nutritional medicines that are targeted at healing and sealing and inflamed and leaky gut. Yeah. Um, also improving our own digestive enzyme production, mm-hmm. so therefore the digestion and absorption of food. Um, we'd be looking at correcting gut dysbiosis yeah. again through mm-hmm. very targeted prebiotic and probiotic support. Mm. This is super important. And I guess what's brilliant these days is we have access to comprehensive stool testing. Yeah. So this is more, not what you get through GP, mm. more functional testing through mm-hmm. an extrovert. Um, and these tests measure the levels of all these different good yeah. or bad gut bacteria. Mm-hmm. It'll also test for to rule out pathogenic bacteria, parasites, Mm. worms, viruses, so that we can prescribe probiotic strains specific to the individual because you can try supermarket probiotic. Yeah, Yeah. because you can try just throwing any pre or probiotic strategy at Mm. someone and it may or may not help. Yeah. But we can get really specific with it now. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, how probiotics work depends on mm. the strain. And there's lots of research that's gone on with yeah. them now as well, yeah. And, you know, so you can get this blueprint of the mm-hmm. gut microbiome mm. whilst maintaining an overall holistic yeah. approach. Yeah. yeah. So this is... Um, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of how I'd be looking at treating it. Mm. <clears throat> um, antimicrobial herbal medicines may be utilised, mm-hmm. but they're quite strong. Yeah. Um, so these are prescribed in particular cases mm. where deemed necessary, mm-hmm. for example, that quite necessary in SIBO. Yeah. So you've got to get the testing to rule it out. Yeah. You don't want to be taking these for no. too long. They're notoriously bad tasting antimicrobial They're pretty herbs. intense. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. bad. I mean, so we'll save <laughs> you the job, job but... if you don't need it. Yeah. yeah. So when it comes to um, working with clients here who are doing um, PAT, the natural allergy treatment, mm-hmm. how does it sort of, um, how can that work with leaky gut or what can you do? Yeah, mm-hmm. so I guess what I was just talking about, they're all very targeted treatments yeah. that aim to treat these deep underlying drivers mm. on a physical level uh, of leaky gut yeah. that have developed due to all these factors. So mm. it can typically take some time to treat properly and mm. see an improvement. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, naturopathic, we can get you symptom relief very quick, but yeah. to kind of treat these underlying yeah. drivers, it can take time. So it doesn't come back again. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. And I guess a nice little kind of analogy mm-hmm. I use with clients all the time yeah. is, that for every year you're ex- experiencing a health mm. issue, mm-hmm. it's going to take at least a month of yeah. treatment to help yeah. that. So, you know, it's a long term. Yeah. Mm. So, you may mm-hmm. have had this for five to 10, 15, yeah. 20 years. You mm-hmm. know. If you're getting it, having it from a young age as well, like. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. So, it can take some time <laughs> um, to see an improvement in these chronic 
gut issues, yeah. mental health symptoms, mm-hmm. sleep and pain inflammation, food allergies, intolerances. So a fantastic treatment option to help mm-hmm. with healing leaky gut in the short and the long term is mm-hmm. the pat kinesiology that we yeah. do here. Mm-hmm. Because when you've developed leaky gut and all of these multiple food intolerances and allergies, yeah. there's this vicious kind of circular relationship mm-hmm. going on now with a leaky and inflamed gut because yeah. this inflammation the, driven by food allergies and intolerances that yeah. causes leaky gut makes you more susceptible to developing further allergies yeah. and further intolerances. Yeah. So then you're developing more allergies and intolerances mm. due to leaky gut. This ongoing cycle, yeah, yeah. They drive more inflammation mm. and exacerbate gut symptoms mm-hmm. and this cycle just continues. Yep. So yeah. this is kind of the relationship between how leaky gut may cause allergies, yep. but you could also say that allergies and intolerances, mm. intolerances may be an underlying driver of developing leaky gut. Yeah, it goes both ways. Mm. Yeah, so once leaky gut is manifested, however, mm. because of the chronic overactivation of the immune system and the inflammatory response, what can typically happen is people suddenly develop more yeah. allergies and intolerances mm. and they start reacting to foods much more yeah. severely than they used to. Yeah. And we hear that a lot um, from people who, like we were talking about before, like getting barley belly or getting sick overseas and mm. then suddenly they have allergies that they never had before. Yeah, so it's, totally. it's definitely, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And the, the progression is usually yeah. dysbiosis mm-hmm. and this results in an inflamed hyperpermeable gut wall. Yeah. And we see the, kind of increase mm. in the reactions and mm-hmm. the severity of yeah. the reactions. Mm-hmm. So while we need to heal leaky gut with the diet, lifestyle, herbal, nutritional medicine, uh, you need to manage the reactions yeah. that you may be having to mm. multiple foods, which can drive all this inflammation because you yeah. don't want to be investing all the time and the effort no. into comprehensive gut testing and treatments mm. and supplements and diet and this. Yeah. So, but then continue to eat foods yeah. you are unknowingly allergic or intolerant. Yeah. It's just going to, yeah. Yes. Mm. So for some people, this could be a huge range of foods. Mm-hmm. Um, so the beauty of PAT treatment is we use the muscle testing to yep. identify what food and environmental triggers may be driving any gut mm. inflammation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can actually treat them yeah. so that you can post-treatment go on and eat these foods mm. and potentially no longer be driving any inflammation yep. or any chronic yeah. gut symptoms. Trying to stop the cycle. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So it's such a valuable tool for me to yep. use as a clinical naturopath and a mm. nutritionist. Because, you know, typically I'd be asking people to remove yeah. this food and elimination that food, diets. elimination diets. Yeah. It's like, you know, remove any food that potentially may be mm. causing an issue, which mm-hmm. is a huge spectrum yeah. of foods. It's very unrealistic yeah. for people. Um, Especially kids as well. Oh, yeah. I know. It's yeah. a nightmare. Um, and, you know, so doing that adds a huge psychological mm-hmm. stress yeah. and that impacts the gut. And, you know, I mean, if you hit the blogosphere, if you listed every food that you shouldn't yeah. probably be eating, you'd have nothing left. I know. So, so yeah. the quick, as a clinician, mm-hmm. the pat kinesiology um, is so brilliant because mm. we can, you know, set up this long-term plan, yep. duck healing, yada, mm-hmm. yada. Um, and get on top of it right away. Yeah, yeah. the pat kinesiology, mm. we go in, we identify major food triggers yep. for that person mm-hmm. it's very different from yeah, mine. Individualized. Very specific. Yeah. yeah then we can treat them for the foods that come back mm-hmm. for knowing mm-hmm. that they will not be reacting to them anymore yeah. they won't be driving any inflammation yeah. yeah 
And yeah, it's just brilliant. Yeah. I love it. Mm. It's that the perfect marriage. Yeah. yeah. So basically, how can someone know whether they've got leaky gut? <clears throat> is there testing or do they just look? Because it can kind of cause all these symptoms. How are you meant to know whether you actually have it or not? Yeah. So there isn't really any kind of gold standard test for diagnosing mm. leaky gut. Um, because, yeah, I guess that's important to point out. Because like I said before, I wouldn't really be referring to leaky gut. Yeah. a disease yeah, or a condition. Or a, a diagnosable it condition. is a mm. symptom. It's like an underlying mm. pathology. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess the most important way to determine the likelihood of someone that someone has increased intestinal mm. permeability going on mm -hmm. is honestly a clinical diagnosis. Yeah. Based on thorough case taking mm -hmm. by a holistic practitioner who yep. can discern the likelihood of leaky yep. gut being apparent. Mm -hmm. Um, based on a very comprehensive case history, mm -hmm. your current symptoms, your medication history, yeah. and a range of other factors. Yeah. Uh, there are some tests out there that have been used in the past, such as the lactulose mannitol test. Mm -hmm. It's been used for many years mm -hmm. to determine the chance that someone may have mm -hmm. making up, but it's just there's too many variable markers yeah. in it, and it's not really that well. Yeah. Um, in practice, I... Do I personally combine a case history mm -hmm. with comprehensive stool testing? Yeah. It's honestly the best way to determine yeah. a course of treatment. Yeah. Um, since, because to treat leaky gut anyway, you need to treat the dysbiosis. Yeah. Um, there will be no leaky gut without dysbiosis. Yeah. So in terms of testing, this would be my priority yeah. because it is directly a direct gives you definitive answer, yeah. Yeah, and it mm. gives us this blueprint of the microbiome. Mm -hmm. So the stool test I do use in particular does in fact test for this protein, zonulin, yeah. that uh, manages the type yeah. gut junction. So yeah. um, I have seen it come back high in a number of clients. Mm. So when it does come back high in the stool test, yeah this can further confirm mm. the likelihood of mm -hmm. someone in, sitting in front of me having leaky guts yeah. and I can more confidently treat yeah. appropriately. Yeah, but yeah, good case history, mm -hmm. comprehensive stool testing is yeah. an absolute game changer. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just working with someone who really gets the gut, yeah. um, gut microbiome mm. and what to do about it. Yeah. yeah. Great. Oh, well, thank you, Steve. And that's been really insightful and some really good information as well. Sure. It's such a big topic. It's hard to it's sort of huge. cover everything. Yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah, I love yeah. it. And it, mm. I love it because it really gives people um, answers yeah. to yeah. their health issues, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I've said it, whether mm. it's a physical issue, mm -hmm. whether it's a mental health mm. issue, whether it's acne, yeah. whether someone has hormonal stuff mm. going on, like PCOS, mm -hmm. Honest, I rarely meet someone where there isn't this kind yeah. of gut dysbiosis, yeah. leaky gut, gut mm. inflammation involved. And it can be addressed yeah. as well. That's and the it, best part. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah, oh, good. Well, um, if you do want to um, send us a question, if you do have any questions about leaky gut or allergies or want to see how we can help, um, you can contact us on our website, which is naturalallergytreatment.com.au and go to our Ask a Practitioner page. Um, we do have some extensive blogs um, on leaky gut as well that you can see through our blog section. Um, and if you need to get in touch, our contact number is 1300 853 if you're in Australia or if you're in New Zealand, it's 09 479 5997. And yeah, hopefully, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Jess. Thanks.